looking at the payment industry, and especially coming from Sweden or the Nordics, it's easy to feel like, well, everything is sold, right? Because there are so many nice uh, alternatives. We got Klarna in Sweden with their buy now, pay later. We got a local payment option called Swish, etc. And then you go out in the real world and you are, you know, facing these obstacles on a daily basis. Whether it was, you know, during COVID, I was driving in my car to, to my wife's house in the northern part of Sweden. And obviously you were a bit afraid to go into restaurants. So there was a, a big burger chain in Sweden, I'm not going to mention names here, that had uh, their new app. So you could order on the app and you could go into the, or you can get the, the delivery to your car outside of the restaurant, right? So what's the main target group for that? Well, that was people driving on the highway. Their only payment option in that app was card. Where do I store my card? I store my card in my wallet. Where do I have my wallet? I have my wallet in my jacket. Driving in the summer on the highway in 30 degrees, I have my jacket in the back of the car. Will I pull over and, and get off the highway to get my card in the back of the, of the car? No, that's not gonna happen. So we're still having these issues where we need to have card present or we need to have you know, our credit scoring checked for buy now, pay later, where we can just solve that with account to account payment. So solving problems is still very real. And this is, depending on what geographies you're looking at, the problem is bigger or smaller. Looking at Latin, for example, you have merchants that are you know, reliant on, on the card rates today that need to wait 30 days to get their money after your sale is done. That's crazy. Hello, welcome to another episode of The Future of here at Nordic Fintech Magazine. My name is Chris, I am head of content, and today we're talking about payments. Payments is perhaps the area of finance where we've seen the most innovation and the most intense competition. In only a few years, we've come from chip and pin to contactless to mobile payments to immediate cross-border payments. And yet, amongst all this innovation and convenience, companies are striving to make the payment process more seamless, more immediate, more secure and affordable. We recently had the opportunity to speak to Johan Strand, CEO of Swedish payments frontrunner Simpler, to try to understand what lies ahead in the payment space and how fintechs continue to disrupt this intensely competitive space. In this chat, you'll learn about how a payment infrastructure that enables account-to-account -account transactions could significantly improve payments by removing unnecessary steps along the value chain, creating jobs, economic growth, and more value to consumers, merchants, and payment operators in a way that challenges the hegemony of cards that we have all come to rely on. Uh, Johan, it's uh, great to meet you. Thank you so much for taking time to speak to us this morning. Thank you. It's, uh, I'm happy to be here. Great. So let's uh, just to get started, tell us a little bit about you. Tell us who you are and what it is that you do. So we're simpler. We're a Swedish uh, payment company. We've been around since uh, 2012 uh, and been working in the payment space ever since. We started as a invoice company and recently, uh, the last three years, we pivoted into account-to-account -account payments. So today we're a payment company 100% focused on the payments empowered by the whole open banking movement and making account-to-account -account payments in real time. So reducing the need for and the credit cards or other uh, payment methods like invoice, etc. So a quick and easy real-time payment method. And we're supervised by the Swedish uh, uh, SFA in, in Sweden. All right, and, and you're the CEO of Simpler? That's correct. So I've been at Simpler since 2016. When I joined, uh, it was 12 people uh, sitting in a small uh, apartment in Stockholm. And uh, I joined as the CFO. Uh, I found the fintech space extremely interesting with all the innovation and the speed 
speed of that, uh, that industry. And uh, yeah, it's been an incredible journey and I was asked by the founders and the board to take the CEO position a little bit more than a year ago. Right, very cool. Uh, let's, I want to talk a little bit more about, about Simpler and specifically I'd like to know what's its core value proposition and what's the problem that is addressing in the market? Yeah, sure. So looking at bank payments today, uh, or if you look at the payment space in general, uh, there are a couple of things that are still not really solved. One is in a world where end users and consumers are expecting everything to be instant at, at the tip of your finger, from when you order something online to how you get your goods, how you interact with other people. Like if you don't respond to Snap today within 15 seconds, you're out of the loop, right? So everything in society needs to be instant and fast. Looking at payments, that haven't really been the case. So if we look at bank payments, bank payments solve for a couple of things. One, it's instant, it's lightning fast. That's good both from the end user perspective and also for the merchant because they can get their money much faster. Two, it's secure. So the amount of fraud on the card rails is growing year over year, but with bank payments, you have the same security as when you log into your bank. So it's instant and secure. And by cutting out a lot of the, the players in the payment flow, we can reduce price as well. So it's very much more affordable, which in, 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 the, in the global scheme, you know, will have a positive impact on, on, on global growth. If we can transact and, and interact between businesses and people, faster, easier, more secure and more affordable, well, we'll, we'll all benefit from it. Okay, Johan, uh, but am I to understand then the, that account-to-account -account instant payments is emerging as a, as a superior alternative to, credit, to yeah, debit or credit card payments? Uh, yeah, that, that would be you know, the fundamental correct understanding. So if we think about how people pay, both today and in the future, okay, 10 years from now, how will we pay? Look at the online groceries, for example, when you order something online. Well, today you go into a website and you, you click your basket, whether it's milk or butter or whatever it is, and then you go to checkout and you pay for it. Okay, and we have a, a Nordic company, Electrolux, that are working on uh, Internet of Things and AI solutions for the refrigerator that allows you to scan your refrigerator, see, okay, you're out of milk, let's order this milk for you. That kind of transactions will not be powered by card rails that was built in the 50s with five to six different parts in that value chain. It will be powered by bank rails moving forward. So we have a use case today in certain segments where account to account is a superior product due to speed, affordability and security. And looking 10 years ahead, we see that there's gonna be a big change in, in how we pay and where we pay and when we pay. And we believe that the rails that will power that will be to a large degree bank payments. And Johan, we are seeing a number of account-to-account -account payment solutions coming into the market. I'm keen to understand what's different about Simpler's value proposition. Yeah, that, and that's a really good question. And, and I agree with you. There are a lot of actors now in the whole open banking account-to-account -account space. And first and foremost, I just want to say that we as a company love that. Uh, one, looking at the global payment environment, uh, it's a 2.5 trillion dollar revenue opportunity on a global level and most of that is still uh, on the card or old and traditional bank transactions. Uh, so we love that there are a lot of, of companies here pushing uh, innovation and, and driving this change. And, and number two, it, it pushes us to be better. Competition 
is super healthy in any kind of industry. So we love that. Looking at the space, there are a couple of different value propositions that companies are taking. At Simper, we're focusing on two things. One is working extremely close to our customers, identifying real problems that they have and then building solutions to help solve those problems. So we have an entire team dedicated to this called New Solutions to see what's going to be next because we believe that the speed of innovation is you know, fast today but will only get faster. So the product that we will have today, we would be naive to think that that's going to win five years from now because five years ago you couldn't build the product that we have today. So the speed of change is, is moving very rapidly. So for us to kind of be in the forefront, we need to be extremely tight and close to our customers. That's the number one for us. Number two, what we're doing as well, is that we're building out our own bank infrastructure, not just connecting to the bank APIs, but we're building up our bank account setup with, which give us the ability and capability to be in the flow of funds. So we can support our merchants to accept payments in, in uh, any country and we can help them with reconciliation, movement of money between, between countries. So that sets us a little bit apart from, from the rest of the, the companies within the space. Right, and I, I'd like also to understand who are Simper's customers and partners and, uh, and also what are the benefits that they can get from, from using Simper solution? Yeah, so I mean, we're working with a, a, a large customer base and a large partner base. So what, what we see as partners is, you know, both of, of course, PSP, but also on the bank side where we need to cooperate to build a better product and a better solution. So we, we, we built a big kind of ecosystem around the company on the partnership side. If we look at the segments that we are really seeing account to account uh, breaking through in, it's a couple of uh, areas. It's a financial service, it's the travel industry, it's the whole, what we call online entertainment that connects both on the gaming side and also gig and creator economy. Uh, specifically in the gig and creator economy, it's a very interesting intersection where we see B2B and B2C start to intervene. So looking at the creator economy, you can see that the people working there, a very large uh, part of that base is doing that through their own company. So all of a sudden you are mixing B2B and B2C and at the end of the day it's just one person that are doing their job and want to get paid instantly or have a very convenient way to pay. They don't see themselves as a consumer one day and a business the other day. So that's another segment that we think is extremely interesting and where we see um, a big uh, adaptation of account-to-account -account based payments. Yeah, that's, that, that's actually a really interesting insight. Uh, the, those, the merger of those two types of, of, of businesses uh, by, represented by, by the creator economy, which I guess will only get bigger as, as we go into Web3 and Metaverse and, and those type of environments. Yeah, exactly. And also when we, when we look at how are we working today and how are we, we moving, globalization is not slowing down. So we have seen that during COVID that people are expecting that they can work in different areas, different locations. And that's also going to put pressure on the payment system. So we need to be able to pay out salaries regardless of what country you're currently in. You need to be able to pay in whatever country you're currently in. So hyper local payment solutions will work to some degree. But as we move through countries and cross border, the money needs to follow and the payment solutions need to cater for that. that that's really exciting. Um, tell me, what, what do your current customers say about Simpler? So I think one of the biggest feedback that we get from Simpler. Of course, besides that the product works and that our conversion is great, uh, is that they like to work with us. And that's the kind of culture that we're trying to build here. So that we can interact and work together with our customers. So we don't see ourselves really as 
customers and suppliers. We see it as a partnership and how do we build a next great solution to solve real life problems. And I think that's the feedback that we get a lot and it's something that we're constantly striving to to improve and grow on. It's one of our guiding principles here at Sinter is we love our customers. So that's a constant focus as a, and a way for us to measure ourselves internally as well. I think what you're saying is, 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 is super relevant, especially because we're seeing this move between supply, uh, customers and, 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 and suppliers to, to more of an ecosystem environment where everyone is just partnering with each other, sharing their capabilities and creating more value for, for collectively for the entire ecosystem. Yeah, that's 100% true and that's, that's something that we see, see as well. And as I mentioned in the, in the previous question, all companies now coming into the open banking space and account to account, coming from it from, from slightly different angles. And, and you know, we don't, we don't really see them as competitors. Obviously, we're competing to some degree on certain solutions or certain markets, but we, we more see, see them as, as, as uh, partners to drive this space. Uh, you know, you can see as frenemies. So we, we've first and foremost seen them as friends driving this and in certain cases and certain specific geographies and solutions, yeah, then we're competing. But the, the main part is to build this, this space to improve payments throughout the globe. Of course, and as you mentioned earlier, competition is good because it helps develop the industry and helps develop the value, the value proposition. Um, I, I'd like to ask you now about the, the, the market in general, because as the payment market heats up and, and transaction fees are, dri are driven down by competition, by, by regulation, I'm curious to know what makes the payments market attractive for a company like Simpler. Well, I think one thing is from my background, I'm an engineer from start, right? So solving problems is, is something that really ticks my box. So looking at the payment industry, and especially coming from Sweden or the Nordics, it's easy to feel like, well, everything is solved, right? Because there are so many nice uh, alternatives. We got Klarna in Sweden with their buy now, pay later. We got a local payment option called Swish, etc. And then you go out in the real world and you are, you know, facing these obstacles on a daily basis. Whether it was, you know, during COVID, I was driving in my car to, to my wife's house in the northern part of Sweden. And obviously you were a bit afraid to go into a restaurant. So there was a, a big burger chain in Sweden, I'm not going to mention names here, that had uh, their new app. So you could order on the app and you could go into the, or you can get the, the delivery to your car outside of the restaurant, right? So what's the main target group for that? Well, that was people driving on the highway. Their only payment option in that app was card. Where do I store my card? I store my card in my wallet. Where do I have my wallet? I have my wallet in my jacket. Driving in the summer on the highway in 30 degrees, I have my jacket in the back of the car. Will I pull over and, and get off the highway to get my card in the back of the, of the car? No, that's not gonna happen. So we're still having these issues where we need to have card present or we need to have you know, our credit scoring checked for buy now, pay later, where we can just solve that with account to account payment. So solving problems is still very real. And this is, depending on what geographies you're looking at, the problem is bigger or smaller. Looking at Latin, for example, you have merchants that are you know, reliant on, on the card rates today that need to wait 30 days to get their money after sale is done. That's crazy. How can you grow your business when you need to wait 30 days to get your cash in your bank account? It's, it's gonna be impossible. And especially in this new market environment when the, where the cost of capital will just go up. So there's still a lot of problems to solve. Uh, and uh, that's something that really excites me uh, about the whole payment industry. Now, let's talk a little bit about the, the economic environment at the moment, because uh, I'm, I'm curious to know how is Simpler navigating the challenges that we're seeing with, uh, 
with an economic downturn, with high interest rates uh, and uncertainty being caused by energy and, and food prices? I think looking at the market environment today, I mean, it, there's two things. One is, okay, how, how are we navigating this as simpler? How are we you know, going to be bold and continue to expand knowing that there are an uncertainty in the market? And the second thing is, how do we believe that this will affect the market as a whole, right? So if we start with the later question, yeah, we're going to see a difficult couple of years, most likely, uh, with you know, high interest rate, energy prices, you know, cost of living is going to go up. That's going to put a pressure on companies to see how can they reduce cost, how can they improve, how can, how can they be more efficient. It's very interesting when you look at the count-to-count payments and the capabilities and information that you can get from there. You can almost, in certain markets, also use that information as a digital identification and building KYC information based on that. McKinsey had a, a, a analysis coming out two years ago when it looked at digital ID and the effect that that could have on a global scale. So in Sweden we have a digital ID called Bank ID. So almost everyone in Sweden have it. So you can very easily uh, identify yourself through your phone. McKinsey's analysis showed that if this kind of product were to be you know, spread on a global level, GDP would go up with 13%. So if we look at COVID, which had a major impact on the, on the global fi- finances, that hit uh, GDP with 3%. So we could survive you know, four COVID situations if we were to have digital ID throughout the globe. And you can look at payments the same. So if we can make payments more affordable, easier, and allow people and businesses to interact and do business in a cheaper and faster way, we would see GDP rise on a global level. Whereas there's an analysis coming out that if we were to move all the transactions or, or the forecasted transactions into account to account by 2026 would you know, be equivalent to creating 10 million new jobs. That's you know, two times the Swedish workforce. Yes, by moving transactions over to account to account from current rail. So I, I, it's gonna be a, a tough environment for sure, but I believe that the companies that are really out to improve and make it easier for people and businesses to interact with each other and, and taking the cost of operations down, is gonna have a, a better position than, um, than competitors. Right, and, and is this, this growth that you anticipate the result of just removing friction and making just things simpler, faster, uh, when it comes to payments uh, between between merchants and, and, and customers? It's both reducing friction, but it's also reducing number of players in the value chain. So if you look at the card transaction today, normally you have five to six, five to six actors in that value chain, while we can cut those out going through account to account, where only you know simpler can take the whole value chain from, from you know payment initiation to acquiring and reconciliation. We can cover that full full chain for the merchants. Right, right, right. Okay, so just to wrap up, um, please, uh, can you share with us what is Simpler's vision for the next five years and what role does it expect to play in the overall financial services ecosystem? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, our vision is that everything should just work. Coming back to what I say, there are still, you know, these obstacles that just make me go when I'm, when I'm at the service or trying to do something and it doesn't work. I always go, why doesn't this just work? So that's our vision, that everything should just work. And specifically on our mission is to make payments and transactions between business and people simpler across the globe. So that means for us that, as we discussed before, we need to look at the entire value chain from a a customer connecting with the merchants to the completion of a payment. How can we help in that process? 
whether that is you know building out KYC solutions that we have in today in some markets to reconciliation of flow of funds how can we support how can we help where are the biggest problems and that's what we're trying to solve so besides solving all of these problems for our merchants we also see that being able to build this infrastructure and connecting you know on a global scale is going to be relevant for us to both support our merchants and support uh, users that are you know going in this globalization path so as we do that we are expanding our reach all the time so today we're live in eight countries where we have transactions we're just went live in Norway during the summer and we're expanding to have full Nordic uh, coverage during the fall we're also super excited about making our first move outside of Europe where we'll go into uh, Latin during the fall where we will open an uh, office in Sao Paulo in Brazil and um, are working on both the Peruvian and Brazil market uh, from a product perspective. Well, Johan, it's been really interesting listening to your perspectives on, on the market and also on, uh, on how Simper's value proposition uh, aims to tackle them. So thank you so much for, for sharing it with us this morning and for taking time to speak to us. Thank you. It was, uh, it was a pleasure to be here.